1924 when he threw rocks around a canyon down into the modern age he's been a boon companion though many folks have seen him know now none of them have held him or brought a decent hair sample to dr jeffrey meldrum if you're walking through the woods one night and you see a vague footprint Build a mold and cast that bitch, cause it could be a hit. But if you've never seen a Sasquatch, just seek and you will find. Because Bigfoot is a state of mind. Yes, Bigfoot is a state of mind. Hey everybody, welcome to the Hidden Zoo, where every week we make fun of an animal that probably doesn't exist. Uh, I'm Don, and with me this week is Blake, and only Blake once again. No special guests this week. How's it, how's it going, Blake? That's right. No guess. No guess. It was too spooky. Yeah, they couldn't stand how frightening this is going to be. Is this this is for Halloween, right? Yeah, this is our special Halloween episode. Cool. Where we get to talk about the cryptids that legitimately creep us out, even if we think they're lame. Yeah, most of which we've already done. Yeah, in like, my opinion, we we have talked about both of us get <laughs> got severely frightened at a young age by Deloy's ape. Yeah, that one freaked the fuck out of me. I'm tr- I've been trying to find the book that got me into cryptids, and I can't find it. The internet has failed me. What was it called? And I want to say it was called Man, or like Mysteries, Myths, and Man, something like that. Monsters, Myths, and Man. Something along those lines. It was a three, three terms, one of them being monster, one of them being man. And I've been unable to find this book. Yeah, that the, I remember from my childhood. The uh, the one that I got me into it was just called Monsters, and searching on Amazon, yeah, if it, there's so many things called Monsters, yeah, but this, it's just this old ass like giant sized book at the school library. Yeah, this was at the Santa Fe, New Mexico Public Library. I checked it out a bunch of times, and it freaked me the fuck out because it had Deloy's ape in there, mm-hmm. it had Beast of Gavodon, it had. What else was it? Those were the main. Those were the two main ones that freaked me out. There was some folk monster, the one where it's you know assaulting people and looking in windows that freaked me out. Yeah, but like yeah, the thing about um, Deloy's ape though is like it's hard to talk about because the story isn't super creepy. No, well the story that they they get attacked by that thing. Yeah, like there were a couple of them that came out of the woods or in the jungles and then they killed that one. And like the creepy thing is the picture. Yeah, the picture is what makes it creepy. And like, it's I, so... I know it's probably just a spider monkey, like with just a small crate and no size reference. Yeah, because there's nothing in there. There's a crate. Mm-hmm. That you don't. We don't know the dimensions of. There's been estimates. Yeah. As to how big that crate is. But like they said, it was at least six feet tall. It's just dead-eyed stare. Yeah, it's just staring at you with its weird quasi-human face and i so i i tried to find one that creeped me out that where the stories actually creeped me out and i think i did i remember getting creeped out about this one i mean honestly not that long ago like i wasn't like eight but uh, so I, I think i got one do you have one not really i'm still looking i was kind of just got sidetracked by x-files episodes <laughs> <laughs> that creeped me out when i was a kid <laughs> Like, which ones hold up and which ones do not at all? Oh, someone was telling me at work the other day, I tried to watch the first season of The X-Files, and I was like, well, there's your mistake right there. Just yeah, watch the, pretty good. Just watch the season finale and then keep going. I liked, I really like the Monster of the Week stuff. Uh, but none of them, like, they weren't that great. The show hadn't found its legs yet. Like, That's there was true. the one where, like, it was just, like, evil fire or whatever. 
Yeah, some of them are lame as fuck. Yeah. Or I'm trying to think of a couple of them. There's some of the, the supernatural ones were really bad. Season one. <coughs> All right, so here's mine, and maybe you can find one. I know, I'm still looking. By the time I'm back. Otherwise, we could just uh, tell the rest of the story of Deloitte's ape. Yeah, about how it's just a spider monkey. Uh, I think... But a really scary spider monkey. I almost did Ape Canyon, the the, the encounter I reference in the theme song, because that one scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. But as a grown-up, it's not scary. Is that the, the Teddy Roosevelt story? No, this Did is... We talk about that? No, Ape Canyon, like, just real quick, was a bunch of dudes, and somewhere in the early 20th century, who were oh, in a right. canyon, cabin in the woods yeah. uh, near a canyon, and they just, like, got... They were sieged by Bigfoot throwing rocks and boulders at them for, like, three days. That's right. I do remember that one. Yeah, and, like, as a kid, that scared the shit out of me, but as an adult, I'm like, this is just, like, three guys lying. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing that happens is humans lie all the time. Yeah, it's it's way less interesting when when I'm pretty sure they just made it up. Yeah, of course they did. That's so, so much more likely than Bigfoot attack. Right. And like if you look at like I don't know, like I get sleep paralysis and and so I understand how how your brain can trick you into thinking that an alien standing next to your bed Really? You get sleep paralysis? Yeah. How does that work? I don't get it nearly as often as I did when I was working third shift, but uh, basically you're awake, but you're not awake because your brain is partially awake and partially in REM still. Mm-hmm. So your voluntary nervous system is cut off from the waist down. Like that just huh. happens to everyone when you're in REM sleep, unless you have, unless you're a somnambulist. Like if you have sleepwalking mm-hmm. issues, it's because like that doesn't work all the time. Because the whole point is that you don't act out your dreams, right? So sometimes you get the opposite and you wake up and you can't move and your brain is still partially dreaming and it's kind of overlaying reality with whatever the dream is. And uh, usually it, it comes in some fairly common forms. Like a very common one is you feel a presence. And I definitely have gotten that one a couple of times before, or you see something or you hear somebody calling your name. Uh, like one time I was, I was locked in sleep paralysis for almost 15 minutes. Cause I could watch my clock tick by. And I knew my roommate was like intellectually. I knew he was out of town. He'd gone to visit his family that weekend, but I, I knew also that somebody was in his bedroom listening to the beach boys. Oh, which song that's super creepy. I don't remember, but like, I could feel that person and my head is telling me like you, you, you've done this before. You know what this is. You know how it works. It's just sleep paralysis, but it doesn't lessen how fucking scary it is. So now every time I hear an abduction story, I'm going to imagine the beach boys playing in the other room. Mm-hmm. Always. So there's, just, there's just aliens looming over somebody. And it's wouldn't it be nice if we were all <laughs> Man, those aliens really like smile. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, aliens are way into pet sounds and they're just that's why I find the um the fucking uh so the what is ah the theremin. The theremin? That's why the theremin is so creepy. Yeah, because aliens are super into pet sounds. It it attracts aliens. That's what Brian Wilson was doing. He was trying to communicate with aliens. It's too bad it didn't work, and he just attracted Charles Manson. <laughs> well, it kind of worked. That's true, I guess. Sort of. He was trying to reach otherworldly intelligence, and, and he, got, he really t- 
just worked with Charlie Manson. Mm-hmm. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, yes, Charles Manson was a noted friend of the Beach Boys. <laughs> he hung out at their house, and they recorded songs for him. My favorite thing about Brian Wilson's crazy years is all the footage and pictures of him wearing a plastic fireman hat. <laughs> like the one they give to you know the one they give to kids when you visit the fire station. Yeah, there's a bunch of those where it's Brian Wilson at his his crazy his crazy station, wearing a plastic. Fi- I'm pretty sure that's correct. Let me look real quick to make sure I'm not just talking out my ass about Brian Wilson's plastic fireman hat. Fireman hat. <laughs> oh, wait, no. It's not a fireman hat. It was a steak and shake hat. Yeah, there it is. There he is wearing a plastic fireman's hat. Yes, I was right in my memory. Good for him. Look, he just doesn't want all the burning cinders to fall down the back of his shirt. <laughs> Wait, here looks, this looks like somebody's replicating it where everyone in the room is wearing a plastic fireman hat. <laughs> hey, guys, oh. why are we doing this? I don't fucking know. Brian started it, and you don't want to piss him off. Oh, thank you, Internet. Like, he's really crazy. He's afraid of water. But he named his band the Beach Boys. He has issues. Now I really want to find one of, like, Joe Walsh wearing a Burger King crown. <laughs> <laughs> So oh, fun. Yeah. So uh, I guess I'll get started. So I'm going to I want to go with uh, Amphir Lamore, the gray man of Ben McDwee. Are you familiar with this one? No, I've never heard of this one. So the gray man. So first of all, uh, Ben McDwee is the second largest uh, or second tallest mountain in Scotland. So you could probably okay. tell from the name that this was Scottish. I thought so. Yeah. Uh, and the name of the monster is the Big Gray Man, or the Gray Man, or Amphir Lamor, which is spelled Amphir Liathmore, because it's fucking Gaelic. I had to look up the proper pronunciation. Gray Man of Scottish folklore. Yeah. This one actually goes back a very long time, and it's one of those things where I, I feel like the like the label of cryptid has been applied to it it's it's just, it's been interpreted as a cryptid in like the last 20 or 30 years when originally i don't think that was how it was interpreted cuz like here's okay. like the uh the the very earliest case uh let me find it so it's actually pretty funny um the creepy one comes a little bit later so this goes all the way back to 1791 uh, there was a poet named James Hogg and he was apparently tending some sheep up on uh Ben McDwee And he saw a giant creature. And this is how he describes it. It was a giant blackamoor. A blackamoor? A blackamoor. What does that mean? Like a a moor, a blackamoor from Spain? (laughs) What does that mean? Yeah, you know, like Othello, the blackamoor of Venice. Okay, that, that's what. So he just saw. A, a, yeah, he's a, yeah, he saw a, a, black, what he thought a black was a, guy. He's a black guy. It was, a, uh. but, but it was a giant blackamoor at least thirty feet high and equally proportioned and very near me. I was actually struck powerless with astonishment and terror. So he fled home and he only came back to get a sheep the next day. <clears throat> and I'll come back to that later because there's actually a second half of that, but I want to save it. Um, 
So that was the very earliest description of something frightening happening uh, on uh, Ben McDwee, but it's not the last one, but it was, you know, like 130 years until it happened again. Uh, so in 1925, actually, no, it was like 100, oh, it was, hold on, 1791, 1791, 1891. Oh, it was exactly 100 years, but he didn't tell about it until 1925. Oh, okay. So, uh, Professor J. Norman Colley, professor of organic chemistry at University College London. Uh, he was climbing Ben McDwee, and uh, 35 years after this happened in 1891, this is what he had to say. <clears throat> and this is the part that creeps me out the very first time I read it. He said, I was returning from the cairn on the summit in a mist when I began to think I heard something else than merely the noise of my own footsteps. For every few steps I took, I heard a crunch, and then another crunch as if someone was walking after me, but taking steps three or four times the length of my own. I said to myself, this is all nonsense. I listened and I heard it again, but could not see nothing, but I could see nothing in the mist. As I walked on and the eerie crunch, crunch sounded behind me, I was seized with terror and took to my heels, staggering blindly among the boulders for four or five miles, nearly down to the Rothenburgus Forest. Whatever you make of it, I do not know, but there is something very queer about the top of Ben McDewey, and I will not go back there again by myself. I know. Huh. So a bunch of people came out of the woodwork when he said that and said that they had had very similar experiences where they feel like they're being followed. They have sounds that sound like footsteps that are kind of mapping their own uh, walking. Um, and uh, then later on, people actually started to see shit. Now, there are not a lot of sightings of the gray man. Usually it's the, you know, the, the really uneasy feeling of being watched or followed and then sound like noises that somebody is following you. Uh, but there are other people who have seen large black figures. And so the gray man is reported to be about 10 feet tall, covered in hair with a humanish ape like face. Right. Of course it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is, and this is where I think that it's gotten the, the cryptid label just in, you know, somewhat recently. Because the professor, uh, <clears throat> Professor Colley, didn't see anything. He didn't describe it as a Sasquatch type of thing. And uh, the uh, James Hogg, was it James Hogg? Mr. Hogg, the poet? Yeah. Um, he said it was 30 feet high and that it was just a black dude. Like, he did, He basically, <laughs> he thought it was just Shaq. Uh, but then, of course, it's large and it's mysterious and it lives in the woods on a mountain. So... Uh, it's a Bigfoot. You know, it is a variation on Bigfoot because everybody's got one of those. Uh, it didn't help that somebody also found really big footprints at one point. Uh, but it turns out that upon later investigation, they were just formed by precipitation in, in the snow. Hmm. So, you know, um, but, uh, so back to James Hogg, here's where it, 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 I don't want to say it gets less creepy. It gets differently creepy. So the next day, Hogg had a thought, and he went back up, like, after he went to get his sheep. He went back up to the top of the mountain where it was still really misty, and he tried a little experiment where he saw the creature again, basically, you know, this gigantic black figure in the mist. And his experiment was to take his hat off. And the black figure in the mist just completely 
mirrored every move he was making. Like the creature took its hat off at the same time he did. Oh, it's, it's just good at improv games. Yeah, it's like really good at the mirror, the mirror bit from. Oh, that Mars is scary. Brothers. Improv cryptid. <laughs> I know. Oh, always yes ending. Ugh. Jesus. Stay away. Stop performing constantly, cryptid thing. Fucking cryptid spent so much money at the universe, uh, the Upright Citizens Brigade. You're annoying as fuck. But this is, uh, this is a mirage illusion, or not a mirage illusion, an optical illusion called the Brock Inspector. So basically, it typically only happens in mountains, certain atmospheric conditions, basically mist and low clouds. And when the sun's at a particular angle, it will cast a gigantic shadow of you onto the low-lying clouds or the mist. Huh. And so you see this enormous black figure, which is why I said this makes it, like, differently creepy. Yeah. Because it's not, like, a creature stalking you anymore. But it's a thing that can happen where you're walking around a misty mountain and suddenly this giant fucking thing comes out of nowhere and scares the shit out of you. And it's a real thing. It's just not what you think it is. It's kind of Tolkien-y. Yeah, because you're in the misty mountains. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Maybe that got uh-huh. me there. But it sounds like some kind of Tolkien creature where it's kind of magic, mm-hmm. kind of real. And you're not quite sure. I mean, much like most improv comics, kind of magic, yeah. kind of real. That really only applies to, like, Colin Mockery and Ryan Stiles, actually. I know. I like hating on improv, but it's just it's either really good or oh, really, really not. And, like, I'd say, like, 95% of it is garbage. And I've yet to see <laughs> improv where I thought, you know, that was all right. It wasn't... It was neither good nor bad. It was okay. It was okay. I've either, I've either been... Uncomfortably, uncomfortably embarrassed for them. <laughs> I know the feeling. Where it's, oh, I don't like this and I'm embarrassed. <laughs> or this is the funniest shit I've seen ever well, it's, currently. <laughs> there was a while when, like, the cool thing to do was to shit on whose line is it anyway. But those guys are fucking funny. Yeah, so that stuff is really good. Like, it's re- they have a lot of really great bits, and I understand that they do that for a living and, well, they practice. Yeah. But, I mean, if you're an improv comic, every show you do is practice for your next fucking show. Yeah. You know? They're really good, and fuck you if you think they're not, because you and your little, I don't know, comedy sports troupe or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you do more pure improv and Drew Carey's not involved. More pure improv. <laughs> Which is to say, like... You just have a prompt and not a gimmick. I think that's what sets it apart is like they have prompts, but the prompts are set within the context of a gimmick that sets it up to be Uh, funny. Whereas every time I've seen shitty improv, it's just like three people on a stage and someone in the audience yells out, you're at the Burger King. And that's all they have to go with. (laughs) Hey, how's it going? Oh, hey, we're at a coffee shop. Yeah. Do you like coffee? Yeah, I like coffee. And you? Yes. And yes. And yes. And just shut up. See, I want to just be the sole person in the audience who gets to make the suggestions. It's when they're like, give us a situation. And I can say, you're fixing a garage door opener. (laughs) Just really bizarre thing. (laughs) You're wandering on a mountain in Scotland and a 30-foot blackamoor has just appeared in the mists. (laughs) Yeah. Or or, you have disappointed the Shogun. Work from that. (laughs) Your dad has walked in on you masturbating to hentai. (laughs) That's pretty specific. 
just yiff from there. <laughs> oh, I see what you did You're there. All furries. Yeah. You are a fox furry. You are a skunk furry. <laughs> and you are an I.I. <laughs> that's a really uh, out there furry. Yeah, that's I've. I don't know if I've. I'm sure I've told this on a, on another podcast. But my concept for going to a furry convention would be, I would have. I'd have to have a a sidekick to go because I would be an I.I. Which, if you've never seen one of those, it's the Walking Dead version of a lemur. Oh yeah, that with the really weird, creepy fingers. They have a gross, undead lemur face, and then they have one really, really long finger. Yeah, they got a fucking E.T. finger. Yeah, but just one of them. Well, yeah. So they're asymmetrical and gross, and they (laughs) use that long, bony finger to pull grubs. Well, they tap. They tap on trees, and then they they tease out bugs with their long, gross finger yeah uh i'll make an ii the creepiest ii picture i can find the episode art for today because there aren't good pictures of the gray man of ben mcdwee because no one's ever actually really seen it so it's sort of a theory oh the other the other the other person would be a gooey duck (laughs) oh yeah a a giant dick in a shell yeah which is it looks like an oyster but it's got a big floppy dick that sticks out the top of it yeah it's a horse dick in, in an oyster shell yeah, and that thing, and then it would just go around flopping its big bivalve dick-looking thing on people, <laughs> and I would tap them with my gross, my gross finger. <laughs> That'd be great. That would be a great cosplay. Next time uh, we get go to a con together, you can be an eye eye, and I'll be a gooey duck. Yeah. And if anyone objects, this this is my persona, you bigots. <laughs> you can't judge you me. Let me identify as a creepy primate from I, Madagascar. I have the body of a human, but the soul. Of a horse cocked mollusk, and my partner here is yeah is a disgust is a a, mo- a mud dwelling mollusk, and that is not a giant floppy penis. It is a siphon. <laughs> it just looks like a big pink floppy dick. It's it's uh, an important bivalve siphoning thing. It's it co it's coevolution. Okay. <laughs> you know how like birds have wings and bat ha- bats have wings and they look the same but they're not the same. It's like that convergent yeah um oh so (laughs) so there's also been uh i forgot this there's also been speculation that there's infrasound up near the top of ben mcdewey which apparently is semi-common around uh mountains like generated by a wind yeah oh i just happened to look at that right Mm -hmm. there infrasound low frequency sound now the thing about infrasound is that it's not there have been some studies that show it can make you feel all creeped out but then there are others that don't back that up so i'm not sure how huh. much i buy it like simply that like if you hear some animals walking and it puts you in the headspace of something's following me but i can't see it like that's going to creep you out already like if, if you're yeah. in if you're ready if you're the, in that suggestible headspace i think you don't necessarily need infrasound uh i really wanted to try infrasound when i you know when i worked at mobius and where blake and i met the science center in spokane just blast it at people and well, see if it bothered them. Aaron and I really wanted to set up some big-ass subwoofers to play infrasound in the sound cube on Halloween. And accidentally is... discover the brown noise? Yes. <laughs> the The sound cube was just literally is a big-ass cube with all of our sound interactives in it. And, and so it was really... Uh, 
it was it was designed acoustically to really like reverberate and keep the sound inside and so the idea of just pumping infrasound into it and seeing if anybody comes out and is like i think your sound cube is haunted like we really <laughs> enjoyed that <laughs> well at least that would be an interesting use of that thing yeah as Other a, than what, just you go in there and poke buttons? Pretty much. And it's not even at the new one because they realized it was fucking dumb, I guess. Because all of that was, that whole place was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it looked more like a modern art exhibition yeah. than a science center. Yeah. it's And everything was always broken. <laughs> yep. And we didn't have the money to fix it because they had blown all the money on, like, just getting it there. <laughs> Just getting it ready to open. Downsizing was the best idea they ever had. Lots of lots of visitors coming in and saying, oh, this is it? Yeah. Will you be coming <laughs> back? No, we've been here 20 minutes and we did everything. Yeah. It took, yeah, it took less than 30 minutes to do all the things because half of them don't work and none of them are very interesting. Oh, but you're going to do a science show at the Bing Crosby Theater? Well, fuck yeah, we'll pay for that. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's that's cool. We sold that shit out. I mean, not really. We almost. We got pretty close. <laughs> close enough. No one knows. We sold a lot of tickets and signed a lot of pictures. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's, that's that's my creepy one. The Gray Man of Ben McDewey. Because I can totally see myself being creeped by this. Just like I'm creeped out by uh, my sleep paralysis. Even when intellectually I know it's not what it seems. That is really creepy. That's, mm-hmm. Anything involving... What's happening after you think you're asleep is strange. Yeah, it's... uh... Oh, and the reason I brought that up was to point out that I get easily creeped out by things I don't believe are true. Like, if somebody is relaying what they they say is a ghost story that they really had haunting and it's really creepy, I think it's fake. But I don't doubt that they experienced this creepy thing. I just have a different explanation for it. Whereas with Abe Canyon, they're just fucking lying. Yeah. And there's nothing creepy about dudes who are lying. Because you can't, like... Four dudes can't hallucinate uh like a week-long rock and boulder siege from sasquatches <laughs> no i mean that's no, if a, they hallucinated a sasquatch ghost yes then that seems reasonable that yeah you believe that happened it didn't right if you if you had some creepy feelings and saw some creepy shit and you're legitimately telling me this even if i don't think it is supernatural it still can creep me out and that's why i like ben mcdewey that's why i picked that one I should do that. I should just report being kidnapped by ghosts, ghost squatches. <laughs> just call 911. Excuse me. Um, uh, I don't mean, I hope this is what, what the line is for. Now, there aren't any black people doing normal things. Um, so I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, I know I am white, and that's what I'm supposed to call for, is black people, like, sitting on a bench. but Ex- Existing places. But there is there is a ghostly Sasquatch. Every night he comes into my room, he waves his big Sasquatch arms around, fucking, he sits in my chair, and he calls me a, he calls me a pussy. I'm <laughs> so sick of it. Be a really, that'd be a really easy promo for any of the networks that claim to be educational now. Is that just wandering around in the dark with your night vision, going, oh, did you feel that? It's cold. <laughs> and then somebody goes, oh, did you hear that? <laughs> Sure that it just got cold. <laughs> oh, ghost, oh shit! Looking for ghosts and squatches simultaneously. Well, all this, all this Sasquatch. Oh, you ready for yeah? Did you feel that? It just got cold. Oh, oh! There, there it is. 
just combine both of those teasers, those tease promos into the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, there used to be a lots, lots of Bigfoot here, but they all died. So now we're <laughs> looking for their spirits. This is somebody had the misfortune of building this house on a Sasquatch burial ground, a cursed Sasquatch burial ground. And then you can run through the bushes, getting all cut up, and then claim ghosts did it. Mm-hmm. I'm just oh. now. I'm just envisioning a version of Poltergeist where it's Sasquatches instead of Indian burial grounds. He didn't move the bodies. Yeah, <laughs> and you can see ghostly Sasquatches wearing Victorian. <laughs> Victorian outfits. Instead of like a creepy clown that tries to strangle the boy, it's like one of those uh, ironic Bigfoot fucking action figures. <laughs> oh, so stupid. Yeah. It's a I, TV show that people work on. Uh-huh. Ghost hunting. There, dude, there are like 75 of them. Yeah, there's dozens and dozens of them that are all the same format. It's all... it Well, and, and like some of them set themselves apart... Like, Ghost Adventures has the big roided-out douchebag who sometimes, like, challenges the ghost to a bro-down. <laughs> Come at me, ghost. Let's go. Come well, on, ghost. Go. Come at me. He totally does it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's ghosts and Axe body spray just don't mix. Mm-mm. Ghosts, they don't like Axe any more than the rest of us do. <laughs> Ghost is like, bitch, I can't even smell no more, but that is offending me. Yeah, I'm just on principle. <laughs> Not happy with this. I think we came up with a new show, though. Like, I think we could totally write the satcom, satcom, the sitcom <laughs> of Ghost Squatch. Where it's like, it's like the odd couple where a dude moves into a studio apartment and he thinks it's What's just that? him. But his roommate is the Ghost Squatch. Oh, I thought you meant it was a ghost and a Sasquatch live together. No, no, it's a, it's a ghost <laughs> of a Sasquatch. But yeah, oh, okay. ghost and Sasquatch would be good too, because that that could be just an odd couple ripoff where the ghost is the fastidious one and Sasquatch is a slob. Because he's a gross animal from the woods. Yeah, it's like always tracking fucking mud, large mud prints all over the place. And it's it's a, a yes, it's a roommate comedy, and also they're dodging reality TV shows. <laughs> Sasquatch is like super famous. <laughs> it's just like dodging the paparazzi. They're wearing various disguises. <laughs> he goes out in a trench coat and a fedora like the Ninja Turtles. Like every or Alf. <laughs> Whenever a puppet wears a disguise. <laughs> I say, I say, if I if I am ever famous, I want to do that. Just wear that exact outfit that Raphael <laughs> wears and Alf wears. Just a. A gray fedora with a big trench coat, trench coat because hey, it works really well. <laughs> and just linger in shadows. <laughs> Sports-themed vigilantes just think you're a bald punk rocker. <laughs> Never mind the green feet and hands and the weird football-shaped head. No, he's just Hey Arnold. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm 90% sure Alf had exactly the same disguise. Yeah, pretty. I think you're right. Except he was two feet tall and had a big dick nose. <laughs> so it didn't look any better on him. <laughs> maybe, did, maybe. Because when he goes, he hangs out, he goes on a date with this blind lady. <laughs> and that was his disguise to get there was that exact trench coat hat company. He's, dre- wow. <laughs> He's dressed like Rick from Casablanca. <laughs> That's what the thing wears. And the thing also dates a blind lady. Oh, the thing? Yeah, from the Fantastic Four. He'll go oh, out in a right, trench coat yeah. and hat. I'm pretty sure Hellboy has donned the same mm-hmm. outfit. 
let's let's uh, let's just do this. Let's just take episodes of Alf and then uh, poorly draw over Alf with a ghost squatch. And when everybody <laughs> is like, whenever anyone's like Alf, we'll just like badly dub over ghost squatch, and then that's the show. And the dude from Alf got. You know, the dude from ALF got busted buying crack in a, <laughs> in like a, oh, what was he doing? I thought he was, it was, I thought he, I thought he was kitty house porn. or something. I thought he was doing kitty porn. I don't think so. Maybe that too. We gotta, I gotta look this up now. That guy's name, like Alfred Bain or whatever his name was. I, I, I'm I don't make, know I'm that. just making up a date. That's probably not even close. I don't remember Max, that. Oh, Max Wright. Max Wright. I do remember ALF's Melmackian name. His name, Alf's name is Gordon Shumway. Yes, Gordon Shumway. But I don't remember the fucking actor. Wait, that's not the right guy. Max Wright. Gordon Wright. Wait, there's got to be more. This Wikipedia entry is probably curated by Max Wright. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you gotta leave all the crack stuff out of there. Maybe it was just a lookalike. Hang on, Alf, Star, Crack. <laughs> Let's see what comes up. Here he is, Alf, Star, Max Wright, Sex, Sex drugs, drugs, Crack, crack scandal, scandal Picks, pick. Radar Online. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. Huh, I wonder why that's not in his Wikipedia entry. Alf, Star, Max Wright's drug and gay scandal exposed as. It's what? <laughs> there he is, lighting Aww. up. Oh, so he man. likes so he Elf. likes gay porn. There's nothing wrong with that. Now smoking crack. I can't really defend crack rocks. That's hard to defend. Yeah. Alf Melmac. Willie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alf. I think I'm, I have a vague memory of going as Alf for Halloween one year when I was like four. You know, oh, in really? one of the suits, it was like the really cheap, shitty plastic mask, and then a rubber shirt with just Alf's picture on it. Yeah, that kind of raincoat. Yeah, like raincoat costume. Yeah, where for some really, I went as Oscar the Grouch one year, and it was that mask and like a rubber raincoat trash can, but the trash can had Oscar's picture on it. Like they always would like where they'd have your face on the thing just in case they couldn't tell who you were from the mask. They had the face. Yeah, the logo, like the license logo on the. They looked at okay, so we have a grouch face, greens, hairy, trash can, not sure what's going on. Oh, oh, he's Oscar. Good thing that picture was there on the trash can under the Oscar the Grouch face. I watched a a Conan clip of him and Max getting plastic masks made of themselves. (laughs) So they did they did life casts of their heads and then they just vacuum form one of those shitty plastic masks over the life cast. Oh, that's great. And the weirdest thing is them putting on their own plastic mask <laughs> face, and it, it was the most surreal-looking thing because they you know, they painted it with the plastic hair and oh, so Max and Conan putting on their own plastic face. Uh, it fits perfectly over their real face. Uh, it's really bizarre. <laughs> that that's. That's that's wrong. Like the episode of MythBusters where they dressed Adam up to look exactly like Jamie, but he wasn't quite. Yeah, that was pretty. They, they just kept him at the other end of the room. Yeah, they wanted to see like how close he had to get before they realized it wasn't Jamie or tell. something. Oh, oh shit! Hey, have you found a scary one yet? Man, Halloween is the worst. Yeah. Well, I it's used like shitty con. 
I, I, I love Halloween, but like, I love it in a different way from all my friends. Um, I haven't been to a Halloween party in years and years and, and like, I'm against Halloween parties, but Halloween is for kids. And I feel like our generation never let it go. So I prefer to stay at home and give out candy to the children so they can have a good Halloween like I did. Yeah, I worked a Halloween party the last two days at the country club with my critters. Well, that's fun. Maybe that's why I'm so itchy. Is I had a, <laughs> I'm not. I didn't think I was allergic to cockroaches, but so you did just, have one crawling just... all over my arm that got clawed up by the iguana. Maybe that's why oh. I'm so fucking itchy today. You brought your creepy critters, and they just pay you to go to the country club with them. Yeah, it's pretty great. That is a good deal. It's just kids going just ape shit. <laughs> And then just drunk parents trying it's to pretty, step it's, on it's your roaches. Easy. Although I, I left, the, well, I was there till eight last night, but the other night I was there till I stayed till nine just because there were a ton of interested people. Nice. So I stayed, stuck around. But then by the time I was out last night, the kid, the, the kids were just going fucking bad shit, <laughs> just running around screaming, and I was like, yeah, I'm good, I'm out. So any any scary stories from you? You find something? Uh, I'm trying to. I was looking. I came across a fun Russian folklore creature. Ooh. Called the Kosh the Kosh Koshki Koshki Koshki, which is a it's a, a like a demon a guy you can't kill. Koshki the Deathless. Ooh. I just didn't find a ton of information about him. He sounded how, super cool. How do you spell he's that? Kind of like he's bony, all skeletal. Is it? Kosh. Can't kill him by conventional means because now see if you find any analogs to this. His soul is hidden separately from his body inside various things that are hidden places. Oh, okay. So he's that a, is he's clearly a inspired something else I'm aware of. Well, I, I I wouldn't go I wouldn't go so far as to say Voldemort's a Koshki ripoff because D and D has that same sort of thing and like where a lich has a phylactery and that's where their soul is. And unless yeah, you I'm destroy not the saying it's a ripoff. I'm just like... saying it's clearly an archetype that's been around. Yeah. How do you spell Koshki? K-O-S. Okay. C-H-E-I. C-H-E-I. And so as long as his soul is safe, you can't hurt him. You can't kill him. Huh. So like Rasputin was one of these. Oh, yeah. I guess that's, yeah. <laughs> Koshki the Deathless. It <laughs> sounds cool as fuck. I like, I like the sound of it. Is he just a dude? Koshki the Deathless. Oh, my God. His soul is hidden separate from his body inside a needle, which is in an egg, which is in a duck, which is in a hare, which is in an iron chest, which is buried under a green oak tree, which is in the island of Buyan in the ocean. Yeah. That's a lot of things. Yeah. That's like, like the lady did, that swallowed a fly. Up, the hare runs off, and then you kill the, the hare, or the duck flies away. <laughs> so you're just chasing this motherfucker's soul down. Yeah. And then you got to get the egg and then break the needle, and then you can finally kill Koshki. How have I never heard of this one before? Inhumanly thin. Oh, my God. He's like early Slender Man. Pretty cool. Like, this would make a pretty cool movie, I think. Yeah. For a character. He's probably in a Hellboy story somewhere. Oh, almost certainly. Because Hellboy goes some pretty good deep pulls. Oh, yeah, here he is. A slave to Baba Yaga. Lame. I mean, Baba Yaga's pretty... Baba Yaga, you can make as scary as you want, because she can be kind of whatever. Mm-hmm. But generally, all the things I've seen Baba Yaga, and she's really usually not that scary. 
Well, I mean, she eats children. She has a house on chicken legs. That's pretty creepy. Yeah. She flies around in a giant mortar and pestle for some reason. There's a really good mystery science theater that's uh, that's uh, called Jack Frost. That's a Russo Russo Finnish movie that has Bobby Yaga in it, and she's kind of goofy in that one. Cool. But she does have her chicken leg house, and she's got a cat flies around in a in a pestle. Huh. It's in a. It is in the Sandman as well. I just didn't pick up on it when I read the Sandman last because I didn't know it was a thing. Like, what do you, when uh, when people choose to go down that road of pulling mythological characters that there's only, like, so many to pick from? Mm-hmm. You know, if they had made, like, if Indiana Jones became a, you know, was a comic series that ran for 20 years, they'd have to, you know, it, exhaust all these mythological possibilities. There are an enormous amount, though. There's so many. <laughs> Like when I when I was researching and world building for the the manuscript I I wrote that is I still haven't submitted it but I'm not happy with it 100 percent yet um, I you know I had to decide what mythological creatures am I going to use in this world and how am I going to use them because you have a bunch like there are so many that show up in different ways like I ended up one of the main characters is a kobold but which version of a fucking kobold am I going to use. Mm-hmm. Am I going to use the German house spirit? Am I going to use the flame spirit? Am I going to use uh, a, a, a little lizard creature from D and D? You know, say the D and D one. Yeah, that's just a small lizard. Um, so I just picked. I just settled. I think he's more interesting as a fire spirit because I want the house spirits in this world to be Domovoy from Slavic mythology because I think those are really cool. There's so many to. There's so many folklore things to pick from. Mm-hmm. And all the biblical stuff and get a golem up in there. Shit, yeah. That was an X-Files episode, right? There was a golem one, right? I think so. Like late, like seasons, some later seasons. <laughs> I, got some, I got sidetracked looking at X-Files episodes earlier. <laughs> and you missed. I don't remember why. Because you're trying to find the creepiest X-File. Maybe because I was thinking of things that were really scary the first time and then were not scary when I revisited them. <laughs> That's a lot of things. Because the Jersey Devil one I thought was pretty good when I was a kid and it didn't hold up very well. I don't remember that one. I don't even know if I ever saw it. I didn't start watching the show religiously until around season four. It turned out that it was just feral feral people. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, that... Because the cold creepy. open was really creepy. I remember that scaring me. And the episode just didn't hold up. The one that I, I think really holds up, I know you're probably going to argue with me on this one, is mm. the darkness falls with the the tree bugs. I don't remember that one. It's it's one of the ones that where they they just they just like ah fuck it it's in Washington they <laughs> shot they shot everything in Vancouver. So sometimes they have to try to disguise it, and sometimes there's like bah we're going to go to just go to the Northwest where these loggers cut open some really old growth trees and these, Oh shoot. Pred- yeah. Yeah. The predatory, the predatory mites come out, but they yes. only attack you when it's dark. Yes. I do remember that one. That would scared the fuck out of me when I was a little kid. I'm, so with the lights on like two nights in a row, I'm looking at lists of the ones that people think are the scariest. Ooh, where's that at? I want to, Oh, there's just, a, there's just a couple, uh, he, one that keeps coming up. And I think this makes a lot of sense is home. 
The, oh, I just watched that one like a month ago. Yeah, that, that one, one was really good. Fucking, I don't find it scary, but it's really well done. The, like the terrible inbred family. Yeah. Ooh, Clyde Bruckman's Final Repose. That one's not very scary. A silly episode. Yeah, I like that episode, but it's not very scary. Scary at all. I love that when they got into their do silly episodes. Yeah. IFC, 12 scariest episodes. <laughs> I, I love how that made it permissible for other serious shows to do silly episodes. Because, like, yeah. Buffy and Supernatural, some of their best episodes are the silly ones. I agree. Oh, I like Our Town. That's the, the cannibal one. Mm. That one's pretty good. Who Chinga, the scary doll one? Fuck that. Here's the Boo. IMDb list. IMDb has Home as the number one scariest. Host, I like Host a lot. Yeah. That's a really good monster Monster Ooh. of the Week episode with the the Gill, not the Gill Man, the uh, uh, Fluke Man. The Fluke Man. Yep. Fluke Man. What's Foley? Uh, do I don't know French. What is this Foley? Uh, I, I Foley. Foley I, do. I don't remember what that means. I don't know what that is. Which one's irresistible? Scully obsessed serial killer. I don't remember that one at all. Neither do I. There are a lot of episodes of that show, though. Yeah, there's a ton. There's what ten seasons worth, eight seasons worth. I uh, nine plus the reboot. Because I gave up once. I, I stuck around a little bit after David Duchovny left, and then I gave up when Gillian Anderson left. The the first season of the the reboot is totally worth watching. Like the mythology episodes that Chris Carter wrote are, oh, are a slog, but the episode that had uh, <laughs> the fucking the kiwi. The, yeah, the, with the Reese Darby. Yeah, yeah, with Reese Darby. That was Reece oh, Darby. that's such a great episode. That was so good. <laughs> yeah, then I I woke up and I was I was a human, <laughs> and I came here and I got a job and I I I, I became manager the next day. <laughs> I just love him. I was a lizard in the woods. The, I'm, now the, I'm I'm a human and I have pants in a job. <laughs> just the, re, the the reversal that when you when you become a were human, you just start doing human things like getting a job and getting promoted. He works at the at the, you know, the, the cell the, phone store. Yeah, the cell phone place. Yeah, and his version of the really story fun. has has Scully totally coming onto him. <laughs> yeah, and that was the best one. That, the best one of all. That was the best out of that season. And that was a Darren Morgan episode, man. He's he is he's killer of the silly ones. And I just love Reese Darby. You know, he has a he has a whole show where he plays a different character each episode. <laughs> cool. That I've watched a couple of, and he does one where he's a UFO hunter. That's that's pretty good. And it's extremely New Zealand, <laughs> which I really enjoy. And there's supposedly there's gonna be there's gonna be one based on the police from what we do in the shadows. Of sort of a, a New Zealand X Files where it's them investigating <laughs> investigating uh, um Vampires and werewolves. Yeah, that kind yeah, of stuff. Those Mythological things. stuff. The supernatural. Supernatural, yeah. Supernatural yeah, the stuff. paranormal. The yeah. I think it's about time to call it, unless you have more to add. We're at almost fifty minutes. Oh, we are? Yeah, I'm fast. It's like 45 minutes. Yeah. If you haven't seen What We Do in the Shadows, watch it yep. for your Halloween yep. or just tonight. Whenever. It's, it's good. So it's one of my favorite movies. I'm, I, <laughs> so I don't think the American TV adaptation is going to quite do it justice, but I'll give it a try. There's no way. It's so 
distinctly kiwi that there's no way the american one is going to cuz that's what makes it so great is that it's <laughs> even the police show up and they're like oh what's what's wrong with this this fella here he's had had a bit too much to drink looks like <laughs> and then, <laughs> just they're so nice that's exactly the way it is all right um i guess that's it for this week for the one creepy cryptid and a creepy Russian dude. Yeah, I didn't have much detail on that one. That's all right. Well, we'll be back next week with uh, something else that we'll just straight up make fun of instead of actually legitimately considering it as a frightening experience. There was some information there. Yeah. So Maybe too much. Too much. We actually we didn't actually goof on the gray man that much. That's right. I mean, it's not cool. I mean, if he really is a blackamoor, then we're kicking down from our, pr- our position of privilege, and that's really just not cool. <laughs> Blackamoor. I don't know if he's a thirty-foot Blackamoor, though. Then that's yeah. That that may make up for a lot. I can't believe that was a fucking word. Blackamoor. Yeah, because more means a black guy. Already. Yeah, like the like. How much do you? How much blacker that's do you? It. You just that's really want us to know. You just really want us to know this. This was a very African person. The Moors. Uh, a black African, a very dark-skinned person. Noun, dated, offensive. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? It, it, it annotates that? Yes. Noun, dated, offensive. offensive. Well, yeah. <laughs> of like course it's offensive. <laughs> oh, I love that style of nomenclature that makes me laugh. I remember mm. in college we were doing that with our just our dorm room items. <laughs> it was like pocket, pastry, meat. <laughs> Pepperoni. <laughs> Noun. That sort of military nomenclature for things. Mm-hmm. Where it's not, a, it's not, you know, a backpack. It's a bag carrying canvas. <laughs> model 19, oh, model 1918. <sighs> so, yeah. Well, it's a terrible word. Don't use it. All right. Yeah. I'll remove it from my constant use. <laughs> Yeah, you two use that word a lot. There was like, hey, man, you probably shouldn't be calling people Moors all the time. Yeah. Well, can I call them Blackamoors? No, dude, that's like twice as bad. That's worse. You're doubling down. Yeah, you really are. All right. uh, So, yeah, um, everybody, uh, that's the end of the show. And uh, we'll see you next week. And hey, hey, Blake. Yeah. Be excellent to each other. Totally. Wait. Fuck. <laughs> I was. I was actually gonna do it this time. <laughs> Jesus, dude. All right, everybody. Thanks again for listening to the Hidden Zoo. Um, you know, uh, social media stuff. Uh, it's the Hidden Zoo everywhere. And follow us and tell your friends and send us an email um, if you don't like us or if you do whatever. Uh, have a happy Halloween and enjoy your parties and handing out candy to kids who come to your house instead of going to some pussy ass trunk or treat at the church. Mm-hmm.